Can I just tell you what's, what's common in your future? And by your future, I don't necessarily mean five years from now. I mean, that's cool. But I'm talking about five minutes from now. Like, like what, God, what God wants you to walk out of here with. Could you just imagine that if you had the ability to, to take hold of something today that changed everything? Like, like you could walk out of here and, and, and not just know that he crowns the year with his goodness and even the hard paths are overflowing with abundance. I mean, just, but, but, but if, it, if, you could, if you could latch on to his word in a way that it changed everything. See, I, I, think, I think what God wants to do, and we know, you know, it's like uh, we've been given a prophetic word, you know, as a body, as, as individuals, as families, but even as a corporate body. And, and, and I just choose to believe it. You, you know, I, I, I choose to reach out and take hold of it and stand on it and refuse to let go. And, you know, uh, because one of our, one of our, one of our great men, uh, you know, that leads us, that, that invested us, he, he said, hey, I'm believing God for a 20% increase in every family. And, and I'm believing God for a 20% increase in your house this year. I'm talking about every realm of life. That, that there's going to be 20% increase. And, 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 you know, and, and what we're going to do is everything in our power to, to help you seize that, to help you get a hold of that. And, and today, you just need to understand something, that, that God's plan for you is bigger than you realize. And, and his purpose, you know, he, he declared your end at the beginning. Before he formed you in, in your mama's belly, he knew you. He knew exactly where you're going to fit, right? And so he's been shaping you with a purpose. And, and, and he has sanctified you or made you different from anybody else. Look at your neighbor and say, you're different. <laughs> some of you said that with conviction. Some of, you are, some of you are even afraid to talk. I don't know why you sit by that guy. You won't even talk to him. But you know what? You, 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 you've been sanctified and ordained, which means that you've been empowered by God to fulfill that plan. It's as if, it's Jeremiah 1.5, it's as if God had a dream about the future and he started shaping you and, and empowering you to fulfill that dream. I mean, is that crazy? That God's plan, you're it. Yeah, yeah, I got I got one happy guy. I, you, you know, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because we're thinking, well, wait a minute. You, you know, uh, we're up here singing. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you, you know, you're working. You're working, God. You're working. You're working, God. You're working. God's working. He's always working. But sometimes we forget how he works. And can I just tell you how he works? He works through people. Right? He works through people. I just think it's funny because when I want God to work, I want him to work fast. But when I know he wants me to work, I want him to be patient. Huh? You know, it's like God's got to work for me. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that. But God, I need you to work for me. Could you hurry? And, 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 you know, next time, next time you know the mind of God, the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, and you know that what you're asking for is in line with that, and you're standing on the word of God that says this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, we know that we're going to receive the very thing that we desired of him. And so you start claiming that, and you call in on it, and it ain't showing up as quickly as you think it should. Why don't you, instead of questioning God, why don't you start praying for the people that he has to work through to make that happen? See, because God's working through somebody to produce life in your situation. God's going God's to open doors. Well, yeah, but, but he's going to use somebody. He's going to work through somebody to open the door. 
You know, you've been praying for a something and, and a somebody shows up. And, and let me tell you how, how, how weird it is sometimes with God is that the somebody that shows up to be the answer to my prayer, I don't like them. You know, it's like, wait a minute, you somebody else. And God's like, hey, I'm going to be God today. How about you just serve me? Well, yeah, but the way I see it, and that's the problem, right? For, Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to man, but the end is destruction or death. The, 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 you know, there's a way that seems right to you. That, well, well, you know, the way I see it, that we, we should do things this way. And we get so hyper-focused on the way when, 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 the, when the word tells us that what we need to focus on is not the way, but we need to focus on the end. See, when we focus on the way, we mess up the end. But when we focus on the end, he can direct the way. And when he directs the way, we end up at the end that he declared at the beginning. And let me t- tell you something about the end. The end is way better than your current condition. Like, like I, I, I promise you, I promise you that, that your, final, your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. And, and, and again, final outcome, I'm not really talking about like, like when, when you get ready to be laid to rest. I'm talking about at the end of this day, if we do this thing God's way, what we're going to see is going to be better than what we saw when we got up. I'm telling you, God's leading you into victory. God's leading you into breakthrough. God's leading you into healing. God's leading you in. in but but you got to be aware that sometimes the way things appear, it doesn't look better. Do you want it to look better or do you want it to be better? We want it to be better. Huh? (laughs) Some of you are all like, well, wait a minute. I just like to look good for one afternoon. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But we end up going through life without the, with, without, without the right stuff, without the right information. And, And, you know, when you can't see what you need to see, you can't go where you need to be. And when you can't get where you need to be, you, you can't even reach what, you know, you, you, you can't reach what you need to be touching. And you can't accomplish, you can't start what, you, what you're supposed to accomplish. But, but what happens when you can see what you couldn't see before? See, if you could see what you couldn't see before, you could go where you couldn't get before, you could reach what you couldn't touch before, and you could accomplish what you couldn't start before. So it really comes down to this, how are you seeing it? If you could see things you couldn't see, and didn't, didn't his word say, hey, if you call me, I'll answer you. I'll show you things you haven't seen. Did, doesn't his words that David said, David said, open my eyes and show me things hidden in your law. See, I think a lot of us, what we do is we go to God, we want to listen. We want to hear a word. But can I tell you that there's a step beyond hearing that you got to get yourself to, because if you can get to this next step, oh man, it has the potential to change everything. You ready for everything to change? Look at somebody and say, you should change everything. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I was going through a drive-thru to get a, a cup of coffee, and uh, the guy, you know, it was, I, I don't want to tell you the name of the place, because it would seem like I'm like promoting someone over another or something. Uh, but uh, they were very, very friendly there, and they can't stop talking. Okay. And, and, and uh, I'm driving through, and, hey, how you doing today? What you got going on? And, and then he's like, what do, you, what do you got planned for the weekend? Must have taken a little bit longer than he thought, because we've gone from today to now we're clear up to the weekend. What are you going to do this weekend? I said, man, I got great plans this weekend doing church. 
He goes, really? You go to church a lot? I said, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, every, every now and then, I'm going to be there Saturday night, two services on Sunday. He goes, wow. I said, how about you? And he goes, well. He said, uh, I'm probably what you would consider an atheist. I said, I doubt it. He goes, no, I, I, you would probably consider me an atheist because I don't go to church. I said, I don't consider you an atheist. I just don't consider you very smart. <laughs> and he said, what? <laughs> I'll tell you one of the best parts of this is I, I was on the phone when I pulled up and it was on speaker and Evan was listening in to the whole thing. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, you look really sharp. Thank you. I said, no, I'm serious. You look, you look like you got your stuff together. But what confuses me is why you want to go through life without power. What do you mean? I said, well, that's what you get with God. That's what, you know, can I just tell you why I, I love church? It's because it empowers me to see things I couldn't see before. And there's a lot of stuff you ain't ever seen. He's like, here's your coffee. Have a good day. <laughs> now I'm going to go there every day. The hunt is on. Okay. See, he, here, here's the thing. Is, is, see, the enemy wants you thinking that, that you're not very sharp. But the reality is, is, is like, no, it's just sometimes we gotta, we got to take some blinders off. You know, uh, uh, real, real quick, let me just show you something. And because if I could get you to see something that you ain't never seen before, maybe you could go someplace you've never been before, and you could reach something you couldn't touch before, and you could begin to accomplish things you couldn't even start before. You know, so, so what if, you, you know, I just gave you a little insight, and let me just tell you, uh, you know, when it comes to the Bible and stuff, it's, it's kind of important to know certain things. But um, uh, it's like the minor prophets, they, they, you know, sometimes we take them way out of context, and, and really they should be read as a book, like, like uh, you know, uh, Jonah, uh, Nahum, uh, uh, Habakkuk, those, read them more like chapters than individual books, so that you get an overall picture, because what it's trying to paint is the picture for you that no matter what it looks like, feels like, tastes like, that at the end, God's plan always comes through. Like, like no, no matter, no matter, you think you're on a, like, like you're on a collision course with, with mistakes, but if you hang out with God, the end is always going to be better than the current condition. And, and have you ever been in a situation that it's like, no matter, it just seems like no matter how hard you try, stuff's just getting worse. And, and it's like, you're trying to be right. You're trying to be holy. You're trying to be, you know, uh, you know, God-like, but, but, but things are just out of control. And then, it, 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 and it's like, there's darkness and evil that keeps coming in. And, and then, it, then there's a force that looks like it might deal with that, but it's actually worse than the one that was there. And this is the case with Habakkuk is that, you know, this guy goes to God and he starts complaining and he gets pretty real with God in the first chapter. He gets really real with God and he's, he's making this complaint and he's sharing his heart. And sometimes I guess you just need to vent or something. You might as well. God already knows your heart, you know, but, but, and it's okay to be frustrated. You just don't want to stay there. 
And he, and he goes in chapter 1, and he's just kind of dumping it out there and making some pretty wide accusations, you know, and he's upset because it just doesn't look the way it should look. And then we get to chapter 2. And look at this, and, and, and Habakkuk, this is probably one of them, you know, some of the pages might still be stuck together, you know, but peel them apart and read this. In, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, he says, Then I took my stand, and, and I will stand my watch. I'll stand my watch. I'll get back to where I'm supposed to be. I'll, I, I'll set myself on the rampart. I'll get back up to where I'm supposed to be at. And, and look at what he said. I will watch to see what he will say to me. See, a lot of us come to hear a word, but you don't just need to hear what God has to say. You need to begin to see what God has to say. See, because if you can see what he's saying, here's one of the things I love about the words, and, and especially the word of God, but every word is impregnated with a thought, which is why in Joshua when he said, hey, uh, you need to meditate the word of God day and night. So you can observe to do everything that's written in. And then, then you're going to make your way successful. Then you're going to have, you know, increase and blessing on your life. But you meditate his word. See, here's the deal. And this blows my mind every time I think about it, that if I take God's word and I begin to think on God's word, I actually begin to get God's thoughts. Now, I'm going to tell you something. God thinks way different than I do. And, and like, like, I don't have a hard time differentiating when I, when I cross over from my thought to God thoughts. You know, can you relate? You, you know, uh, it's like, man, you take his word and you, and you just meditate. And a lot of us will meditate. What, what, what does that mean? You call it worry. See, worry, meditation, it's the same thing. It's when you take a particular thought and you elevate it above all other thoughts and you make every other thought subject to that one central thought. And this is what you're supposed to be doing with the Word of God. That you take His Word and you begin to think on it, and every other thought that comes through your mind, you make it submit to that thought. And how's it going to operate in my life? But it has to be under the power of this one thought, God's thought. See, and see, the words, words are impregnated with thoughts, but thoughts, you know what they carry with them? An image. You know, if we throw out a word, right, it could be any word, fire truck. What do you see? A fire truck. What color is it? Red. You know, uh, and, and you just begin to, to take words and you have thoughts and those thoughts release images. See, here's the problem is that a lot of us, see, our, our spirit, we're born again of spirit, but our soul, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we make our choices, we're still seeing old thoughts, you know, we, 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 see, we see stuff the way it was before Christ. And, and he said, you know what? I'm going to go up here. I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going to see what he has to say. Because if I can see what he has to say, I bet it'll change everything. Because the way I see it, this sucks. But the way God sees it, he has a plan with a future outcome that's going to be to our benefit. Hello? And he said, I'm going to see what I will answer when I'm corrected. And can I just tell you this before we get to any farther? And, and, and you know, uh, don't look at correction like it's a negative. Correction is actually a great thing. How do you see correction? Well, I, I, don't, I don't like to be corrected. You, you don't have, you know, don't, don't be correcting me. No, you, you do not want to go through life wrong. So correction is a great thing. 
It's like, especially when, when you're going to receive it from the Lord. It's funny to me how many people come, and, and maybe, maybe you've had this happen to you too. You ever had somebody come and they say, you know what, we're developing such a great relationship. I just want you to know the door's open. And anytime you see something in me that needs to be addressed, feel free to point it out, which is usually the last thing they say right before I'm out of here. You know, uh, don't do that with God. I mean, you, you want to be corrected, but you want to see what he has to say. Somebody say amen. Amen. I, I want to see what he has to say. Look at, look at verse 2. This was very familiar stuff now. And, and this is one of the verses that we take, and it's got great principles, but quite often we take it completely out of context. And it, it said, and the Lord answered and said, write the vision. Well, well what's, what's the vision? Well, the vision's what he just said. So God, you, you know, can I just tell you that, that there's, there's a great insight here that you got to get that what you want to do is you want to set yourself in the place that you're supposed to be. And you want to make sure that you have, uh, have, have released, you know, yourself to, to actually not just hear God, but to see what God has to say. And as God begins to speak to you, you want to begin to, you know, he's going to show you these pictures and you want to begin to write them down. I think it's interesting that it's in the Bible that he said, when I'm speaking, you be writing it down. That's why I like looking at the front row and they're always got their notebooks and their stuff going. It's like, people, why, why are they doing that? Well, because they're going to need to, they're going they, 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 to need the ability to recall, right? You're going to have to get that back out and look at it again. Why? Well, because if it means anything to you, you're going to have to be able to go back and find it. You're going to have to locate it. And that's what he's telling him here. He said, write the vision, make it plain, that he may run, that he may run. So if, if this is a conversation, Fredo, if this is a conversation, you're Habakkuk now. And you're Habakkuk, and, and then there's a Lord, and we'll just let the Lord play the Lord, okay? And so you're having a conversation with the Lord, and, and you said, this is what he said to me. Who's he? The Lord, Right? So in the verse when it says, and, and the Lord starts talking, and he says that he may run. Now, now who's it talking about? You. See, a lot of us, we, we take this verse, and it's like we, we want to write our vision out so that others can run with it. See, the problem is, is that you're, you're, you're writing it out. You got the wrong heat. You need to take responsibility, and you need to understand that if you go to God, and you get God's word, and you get God's thoughts, and he starts showing you things you ain't never seen before, it's for you so that you can run with it and so that you can, and you're going to get it in a minute, but, but let me just tell you something that, man, if, if, you, if you ain't got it down, if you, don't, if you don't see what he's talking about, then when what he's talking about shows up, you won't even recognize it. Okay, look, 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 look at what he says next. For the vision, the picture I'm showing you, is for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it'll surely come, it will not tarry. Okay, now, now in, a, in a few moments I got left with you, this is what you got to get. There's a vision. Well, what's the vision? The vision is what he said. And when he's, when he's talking, when I begin to see what he's saying, it changes everything because now I have a picture and I can write the picture down and I can, I can make it plain and so that as I'm running, I can keep looking at it. Why? Because you're going to see stuff that doesn't look like what he was showing you, but if you're not careful, you forget what he showed you because you're looking at so many other things and then you'll be, dis, you know, you, you, you'll be distracted by things that you're looking at instead of looking for the thing you're supposed to see. 
right? Well, and at the end, it's going to speak. It won't lie. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to disrupt his plan. I'm telling you that he's going to give you a picture. God knows your end, and he declared it at your beginning, and he's going to get you to the end. Don't be distracted by what you see in the middle. How do I keep myself from being distracted from what I see in the middle? I have it written down. I have it plain so I can look at it and say, no, that's not what he was talking about. Now, listen to this. Though it tarries, wait for it. Everybody say, wait for it. No, shout it. Say, wait for it. No, shout it. Say, wait for it. Okay, because we got to get this because, you know, I, I, I sat down to this. It feels like family feud. I, I pulled 100 men and got the most popular answers. And, and to wait for it, it's like, well, what if it's like a UPS driver and he's coming? So you could sit in Lazy Boy, look out the window every once in a while to see if his package is showing up, and that would be like waiting for it. But that's not what this is. And it's really interesting to me that it says, though it tarries, it will not tarry. So you got that part? I mean, does that make like a lot of sense to you? It's like mind-boggling. Okay, so this is God who doesn't, you know, contradict himself. And the vision's coming, and it's going to talk at the end. It's not going to lie, and it's going to tarry, but it will not tarry. But it'll surely come, so i got to wait for it. See, if we don't learn his language, and again, it's not just the words, but it's his heart, it's his intent, it's his character, you know, we, we, we got a great friend here. His name's Doug Thomas. Doug Thomas, I've known Doug for like three years. I've known Todd for like 28 years. And, and Doug Thomas, and, and, and I can say this because I wish I had his picture so that you could harass him every time you see him. Uh, but, but we already talked to him, and, and, and he's cool uh, with, with his story. But it, he'll go to Todd every once in a while, and he'll say something like this. He'll say, you know, uh, uh, I, was talk, uh, I was listening, and Pastor Tom said this, and Todd will go, No. That's not what he said. Well, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And no. That's not, that's, why? Because the, 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 the more depth you have in your relationship, the, the easier it is to not be you know, deceived into thinking that someone said something else. You, you know, it's like, uh, who, who's been married for 40, 50 years? These guys. Those are, how long have you guys been married? 42, 43? Is this like an auction? Uh, <laughs> okay, 43, got a, 43, how, how many? Sorry? 47. Somebody ought to be clapping. You know, you get a 40, 43, 42, 44, 47. And I doubt that, like, when the phone rings and they start talking, I, I doubt that, 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 you know, there's ever any of this, who'd you say this is? Who am I talking to? You, you, no, you, you, you get to know the voice, and, you, and they might say things that, that you might be a little surprised they said that, but you know what they meant, and you see what they're talking about because you know their heart. See, and it's like you, you, you need to spend enough time in the presence of God and the Word of God getting to know his heart so that you're not talked into some craziness. You listening to a different preacher right now? I mean, geez. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt Stephen Furtick. My bad. Okay, okay. Though it tarries, wait for it. Okay, here, here's, the pic here's the picture you got to get. Because waiting for it's not sitting around. 
To wait for it means to set it in ambush. It is like a hunter on safari going down the trail and, and making his way quietly, watching for the prey that he knows will be on this trail at some point. It's not there right when you think it is, but there's an appointed time. There's a time when that thing's going to come down the trail. And though it tarries up the road there somewhere and it's working its way down, down the hillside, though, though, though it's taking its time, when it gets to where you are, it won't stop and let you entertain it. You'll have to be prepared and ready to take it because I've licensed you. You've got the tag. This is your trophy. And this trophy is coming. And I painted a picture. Okay. And, it, and it's, it, it's just like this. Are, are you guys ready? I mean, you got to see this right. You've written it down. Something showed. That is not it. And you, you're on the hunt. Why? Because God has given you a description of what you're, what you're searching for. And you're going to find it. And, and you run into things that you think might be it. And you think, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. That's, that's not it. That's not what he showed me. It's not what he showed me. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden, you, you, you come face to face. Found it! And, and, and you find your destiny. You find your purpose. You, 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 you tap into your vision. Let me just tell you what you need to be looking for. You need to be looking for the 20% increase. And you need to hunt it down. And you need to not wait for it like in the chair looking out the window to see if it shows up. You need to understand that you've been licensed by God to go hunting. That you have the ability to go down the trail and to look for it. And when the right opportunities come, you'll know. How, how will you know? Because you've got a description of what he showed you when he was talking to you. One, one more quick illustration. Peter's in a boat. Jesus is walking on water. Jesus says to, or, or Peter says to Jesus, is that really you? Is that really you? Jesus says, it is I. Don't be afraid. If it's really you, bid me to come out there. Jesus says, come. When Jesus says, come, that word had a thought. That thought carried an image. Peter saw himself walking on water. So he climbs out the boat. But then what happens? The Bible says that he began to see a different picture. He began to see the waves rolling and the wind blowing. And he focused on a different image instead of the image that he saw when Jesus spoke, and he began to sink. Maybe your experience has been that every time you get out of the boat, you begin to sink. Why is that? Well, because you're looking at the wrong picture. See, the enemy wants to show you a different picture. See, my people have a peaceful habitation, but the enemy wants to show you a house of chaos. My people shall live in a secure dwelling, you know, a quiet resting place. My, 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 my people will be blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. But what you're looking at is, is disruption and turmoil and trial. What you need to do is be able to go back and open up the book where you wrote it down and say, man, this is not what God showed me, so I'm not stopping here. I'm not hanging here. I'm not dwelling here. I'm going to go and find the vision because when I get to the end, guess what it'll do? It'll speak. When I get to the end, it'll say, here I am. And it will not 
lie. You want 20% increase in your life? You want 20% increase in your business? You want 20% increase in your relationships? You want 20% increase in your health, in, in your finances? You want it? All you got to do is hunt for it. Talk to God, let him talk, and see what he's saying. And when you see what he's saying and stop looking at all the other pictures that are being presented, you can have what he says. Well, you... You ought to live this next week different than you lived last week. But you have to be willing to see what you haven't seen. Amen? You get anything? You good? Let's pray. Close your, close your book. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come right now. Lord, we ask you. Well, we'll pray what was prayed in the Bible. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we might see. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we might see, that we could see the hope of your calling, the hope that you've called us to. God, that, that even in the midst of turmoil, that, that we have breakthrough, that we have peace, that we have healing, that we have restoration. And God, we just, we just thank you today that we're going to see things that we've never seen before. So we can reach things we couldn't touch before, get places we couldn't go before, accomplish things we've never even been able to start before. We're going to give you the praise, the glory. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, everybody in here, we're going to pray one more prayer together. And if you're in this room, and maybe up to this point, you've never seen the need to really surrender your life to God. You need to see it differently. You need to see that when we pray this prayer, what we might call the sinner's prayer, that when we pray it, that it's the launching pad for a victorious life. That it's the engagement of real power in life. And, and, you know, the Bible says that when we receive the engrafted word of God, it has the power to save our soul. And, and I'm telling you that today when you receive Jesus, man, he, he's going to save you. And he's going to change the trajectory of your life. So if you're here today and you need, to, you need to give your life to Jesus, as everybody else is praying, just pray it with them, but only pray it like you're just, it's just you and God. And what I'm going to do today, I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to have you come forward. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I need, I, I need to give my life to Jesus. I see what I need to do today is take a step towards God. I need to get real with God so God can get real with me. If that's you, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to stand to your feet right where you are. Just stand up. Take a stand. I took my stand, Habakkuk said. I want you to take your stand. Stand to your feet right now. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Just stand to your feet right now and say, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to give, listen, if you can't stand up in here, you're going to have a hard time standing up out there. Just take a stand. I just want to wait for just another second. Man, I'm here today and I'm begging you, don't miss your opportunity to receive the life that Jesus has offered you. Would you just take a stand today and say, okay, I'll make this prayer my prayer. I want my life to be different. I want my life to be different. I want my life to be changed. In the name of Jesus, I want everybody to just pray this with me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it right here, right now. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life, starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God a hand. You guys can be seated. Just give God glory today. Celebrate with heaven.